Welcome to the weekend wrap up. This is Zoe, the intern here at KLRC. Maybe you're like me and you don't catch everything on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. I'm sharing highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, Middays with Isaac and Robert, and The Drive Home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. To start off, Mark and Christy fill us in on the next big event happening in Northwest Arkansas. So we're excited for the big event that's coming up really soon now, later on this month, uh, to support the good work at Open Avenues. It's called SOAR. Mm-hmm. They do the whole hot air balloon thing. Oh, yeah. And the night glows. I mean, it's really a cool event. Yeah, and they have these massive kites, they said this year, that are, like, like they're, that are as big as the hot air balloon. Yeah. So it's going to be pretty cool. And they're, they're going to have music out there and a kid zone and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Concerts. And new location this year. It's at the Benton County Fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, KLRC is going to be there. So if you're coming, stop by, say hi, get some free goodies. It would be always fun to hang out together. Uh, you actually got to go hang out at Open Avenues recently. I did. If you don't know about them, by the way, great nonprofit that helps serve those with disabilities to give them a sense of fulfillment of like, hey, I can do some really good work and I can find community. That's right. They give them employment. And a lot of times um, that trains them out for workplaces in the real world. But this is the real world, really. Um, But really, they meet kiddos. And I say kiddos. uh, Some of them are 18, 19, but then some of them are in their Mm mid-20s, late 20s. And um, and, you know, just being there and, and talking to Jeff about everything, I was just blown away by the impact they make in the lives of, of these these humans. I've got several clients that have earned nicknames over the years, and it just is a way for me to remind them, you are noticed, you're special, mm-hmm. you have value, and I'm glad you're here. Um, the more that we can develop those personal relationships with them, it gives us the opportunity to maybe pour into their lives at a time when maybe others can't or won't. We talk sometimes here amongst the staff about different situations with clients and how do we meet them where they're at? Because there are so many disabilities represented, but they're all out here working together in our vocational training center. And you see how they're they're like pieces of a puzzle where one of them may lack a little bit in capabilities, somebody else is able to fill that void and you see them helping and teaching each other for so many of them who've been out there and gone through the struggles of being discriminated against, being made fun of, being ridiculed, just being left out to be able to come someplace where they fit unequivocally. They just fit. They matter. They have value. Their opinions matter. They have a voice. You can't put a price on that. Mm-hmm. Isn't that powerful? And beautiful. Yeah. Like two years ago, whenever I went there, I cried whenever yeah. I was there because of just how sweet and beautiful. And to me, it was just such a picture of how we are supposed to be, you know, and love others like Christ and how, man, the, the real world is just so tough, you know, on, on those that have disabilities and and that this is such a safe place for them to grow and really come into who they are and who God created them to be. And they just provide that place and so grateful for open avenues. 
I am very passionate about this subject. I have two siblings with autism, and my dad is disabled. People with disabilities are people that are differently abled. These people are not less than. They're just different. But I know it's because they're different that people don't know what to do about it. I've even spoken to people who say they're uncomfortable and scared when they're around people with autism or Down syndrome or things like that. And I can kind of understand it. It's a bit scary and uncertain until you know how to navigate those differences. We're all made in the image of God, all of us, and we all deserve to use our gifts and talents for His glory and live happy, meaningful lives. I love what Open Avenues is doing, and I'm super excited for SOAR, and we hope to see you there as well. Up next is a positive difference story in a similar vein about someone overcoming challenges and giving God the glory. You know, man, God's blessed me with the heart, the mind, and the soul. And um, the heart and the soul to never give up, to, to never quit, to, to not stop. How about that statement? That's pretty powerful, mm-hmm. right? To not quit, not give up. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's an Alabama guy. His name's Clay Dreyer. And he's a professional bass angler. He's a professional fisherman. fisherman. Okay. All right. And such a just joyful guy. I watched this video and I'm going to share it on the Morning Show Facebook page here shortly after I tell the story. But um, pro fisherman, you know, watching fishing on TV uh-huh. may not be the most exciting thing to watch for <laughs> most people. a lot people. of waiting. Yeah. Okay. Um, but this might be one of the most amazing sights in sports. So here's why. So that guy, Clay, the voice you just heard, he's not only a pro fisherman, but he's a pro fisherman without legs. Okay. He was like born, he lost his legs? He was born without oh, legs. Born he was without born okay. without legs. He was born without a left arm. Oh, wow. And only has a portion of his right arm. And he could still fish. Yeah. He, he drives That's it. He, yeah, he drives his own truck. I don't know how that works. They didn't yeah. show it, but they said it. He drives his own bass boat and he competes with able body pro fishermen. He's like, yeah. it's one thing if you go out on the, the lake and you're fishing. If someone did that and they don't have legs and an arm, right. I'd and be like, like, I just figured out how to do it because yeah. I wanted to do it. Yeah. Right. I'd be like, wow. But the fact that he's even competing and winning and a pro at this blows my mind. Okay. Like the strength it takes to reel some of those fish in. Oh, yeah. Well, he ties the lures. Okay. He ties the lures on his fishing and his fishing line with his tongue. That's okay. wild. He casts the fishing line with his fishing, the rod handle squeezed between his shoulder and his chin. So just imagine that. Amazing. And and then there's this video of him reeling in this three-pound bass, removing it with his mouth. And then he, like, says something to the fish, jerks his head away, and and throws it out there with his mouth. Okay, yeah. That's him. That's incredible. Unbelievable. And he's got a full life. He's, he's, he's married. He has kids. And um, his wife, they've been married for 13 years. She spotted him at the bass tournament way in. Okay, she said she saw him. No legs, missing an arm, missing part of his other arm on this national bass stage. And he's praising God and he's giving mm. God all the glory. Love it. And she just said, I knew that this guy is special. Yeah. And oh, the character. Yeah. And they've been hooked <laughs> of on, course they on have. each other uh, ever since you hear that. They have. I you got you. Yeah. I got you. So they, they nice. tied, tied the knot. Tied, oh, okay. that's so... Anyway, but what they do, 
<laughs> in there, um, whenever he's not fishing, uh, he goes around. He's a motivational speaker, of and course. he teaches to uh, schools and churches, and just shares about the gospel and shares about facing your challenges and overcoming mm-hmm. your fears and and not giving up and going, you know, into adversity. Uh, just with God on your side, and you can do it. And uh, he just said, God created me a little differently, but He created all of us mm-hmm. uniquely. And I love this guy's heart. I know. That's pretty amazing. It, it was a powerful story. And and he said, if I can do it, you can do mm. it. It's like he's become a fisher of men. That's it. I agree. I know. Isn't that just an incredible story? I love it. Seeing people overcome challenges, using the skills God gave them, and giving God the glory. It's really inspiring me right now. But we can all feel like we missed the mark, that we failed. And that's why grace and mercy are so important. Here's Chaplain Justin with his thoughts on that. Chaplain Justin, welcome back. Well, thank you. It's great I to see you. I missed you guys, too. Well, good. I really did. No. Um, all right, so here's a question for you. Okay. So I've been reading this book, God's Not Like That. Uh, in it, It's written by a pastor who's been doing mm-hmm. it for a long time, worked with a lot of people, and he makes the statement in there. He said, you know, over the years, I've noticed that a lot of followers and believers of Jesus theologically understand grace. Like they understand the concept of it mm-hmm. and would even say believe in grace. Yeah. But because our culture is so performance driven and sometimes even church subcultures can kind of look more like that, do mm-hmm. the right things, don't do these things mm-hmm. that we don't really live like we understand it. We don't really live like we really do believe in. Yeah. And so it's got me thinking if that's true, and I think he's probably right, mm-hmm. at least in my own experience, mm-hmm. both in my own heart and even with other people, then how do you know when you really are starting to believe grace? And when you know, like, I'm, this is starting to actually settle into my life and I'm not just trying to perform for other people or for whatever. Mm. Yeah. There's so many things running through my mind. Um, um, maybe, maybe I might start with this. Like the the word sin is an archery term, which means to fall short, to miss the mark. And um, doesn't everything in our experience just miss the mark? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, yes, it can be like morally dubious behavior or is this it just falls short. It's just mm-hmm. not enough. It's yeah. just, you know, and that's where the law comes in is essentially a yardstick, a measuring tape. So you put those two things together. I have a measuring stick and I fall short of it mm-hmm. over and over again. That is the condition of sin that we we live in. And even just experience like, man, I really hope this vacation would be like this. And what it, and it know, comes up short. It, it fell short. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I was a big part of it. You know, like, oh, no, I have to apologize to some some people. Um but yeah, and and so what is what is grace do? Maybe we could start with even mercy. Mercy makes up the difference. Mm. And so God, thank you for mercy. But then grace says more than enough. Mm. Grace mm. says more than enough, more than enough. And that's what God gives us. We have grace for every need, for instance, and Hebrews says yeah. that. And so every need that I have, everything that I lack, he gives mercy makes up the difference and grace more than enough. Mm. And so, yes, you know, we are saved by grace through faith in Christ. And we can probably all 
um, you know, kind of rattle that off and believe it. And at the same time, do I walk around like, man, I have more than enough. Hmm. My circumstances, my circumstances are this, that, and the other thing. It doesn't look like that man yeah. right now, but uh, man, because of God's grace, I'm walking around with more than enough. I, mm. I can be content. I can be generous. I can love. I can forgive. Because look how much, how much, how much He's given. Wow, that's really that archery thing. That's going to stick with me today. Me too. I, I feel like I didn't know that. Yeah. Like that, that that's the actual term means to fall short. Yeah. Yeah. Because I do feel like I, I'm walking around shooting arrows all the time. That are, yeah. Are, are, <laughs> yeah. That is our lived experience. It, right? yeah. And I yeah. know it matters what you aim for, but yes. still. Yeah. 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 I see Mark fall short all the time. <laughs> I mean, let's just, <laughs> just I don't want to, I don't so want to make light of sin, but no. think about this. Like my little boy fell down again. Mm-hmm. He fell down. And I could pick him up. That's mercy. And I say, okay, let's try again. Let's walk together this time. I'm going to hold your hand this time. Mm. I'm going to I'm going to prop you up so you can walk up this slide. You know, climb up this slide again. Yeah. That's grace. And so, man, can we give ourselves that? Because God's trying to give it to us. Mm. He's trying to give it to us. Would we receive it and walk in it even right now? I've known for a little while now about sin meaning to miss the mark in terms of archery. And it's such a different understanding of sin than from what a lot of us grew up thinking it was. But we have to know what sin is, to know how far we've fallen, how broken we are, how much we miss the mark daily, so that we can fully understand the value of grace. If someone says, I forgive you, but you don't think you did anything wrong, it's kind of like, hmm, okay, thanks, I guess. But if you do something horribly wrong, and you know that it was horribly wrong, and someone forgives you, it's, it's a feeling that makes no sense. It's like, how? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you forgive me for this horrible thing that I've done? And that is what makes the gospel powerful, strange, and beautiful, and how we know that God truly loves us. Because why else would he forgive us? Now, you may recognize this voice if you listen to KLRC on your way to church on Sundays. It's Andrea, and she's now the voice of KLRC Midday Mornings, so that's 9 a.m. to noon. She just started this week, and here's some of her best breaks. 90.9 KLRC, Psalm 136 verse 1 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. So wherever you are right now, I want you to look up, pick one thing, big or small. It can be the tiniest detail to the biggest thing, like a person in front of you. And if you are thankful for that, pause and give God thanks for that right now. Just a quick little shout out to him. 90.9 KLRC. Okay. So we all know how birds kind of hop. They don't walk really. They jump around everywhere. It's really adorable. Well, this is taking a bird hopping to the next level. Good News Network shared this. There is a crow that had a broken leg, was adopted into a family, and the family happened to have some bunnies. And so this two-week-old bird, they realized kind of got adopted by the bunnies and thinks that it is now a bunny. So the crow's doing well. Um, This is over in West Yorkshire. Um, Andrew and Suzanne are the two that rescued the bird, but he's just living his best life now, hanging out as a crow with all these bunnies. You know, one of the most powerful tools that my husband uses in his prayer life is journaling. Now, I'm not just talking about any journaling, but what he specifically does is he will have a 
blank journal open, pen in hand, and he will say, Lord, I need wisdom. And Stephen will literally bring his request to God. And in that moment, he just sits there and waits. Whatever comes to mind after he has asked the Lord for those things, even if it is totally random and doesn't make any sense, he writes it down. He'll write down whatever comes to mind immediately asking for wisdom. And guess what? We've gone back in his old journals and like 90% of what he's written down is relevant today or came of something or that person was someone we need to interact with. It's so cool. So don't be afraid to pray with a blank page, a pen in hand and see what God reveals to you. Isn't it amazing when we see God at work in our life and the power of that direct line of communication with him? I think this is a really cool prayer tool, and it reminds me that we can get creative with prayer. We can pray while we're driving to work. We can pray on our walks. We can journal. Prayer doesn't have to look like the stereotypical head-bowed, next-to-bed sort of image. And if you're looking for some prayer right now, KLRC has the Prayer Center online at klrc.com or on the KLRC app, where you can pray for others and share prayer requests. Prayer really does change everything. Speaking of prayer, this is also something on Robert's mind. Here's Robert with his best moments from this week. Whatever it is that you have been praying about, I want to encourage you, don't give up. I'm Robert on 90.9 KLRC. One of my friends on Facebook, he just posted the other day, and it meant so much to me to read this. He said, I am living in the blessing of things I used to pray for. And I'm like, man, that's what I needed to hear, knowing that God will come through, and he will come through for you too. So the question that was posed in this online forum was, what is the most a dollar has gotten you? I'm Robert on 90.9 KLRC, and I know that a dollar doesn't go very far these days, but the answer that this one gentleman shared is so good. He said, back in junior high, I liked a girl, and uh, one time during a band trip, they had stopped at a gas station, and she bought him a pack of gum. Well, he tried to pay her back the dollar, but she refused. So he slipped the dollar in her pocket, then she slipped the dollar back into his backpack, and so... So that began the back and forth of the $1 bill. They found silly ways to give it back and forth. He mailed it to her house. She stuffed it in a gum wrapper and offered him a piece. He then decided that he would ask her out written on this $1 bill. He did write that. Will you go out with me? And she said, yes, of course. Now, four years later, still had that same dollar kept away. And on their anniversary, he wrote, Will you marry me on the bottom of that dollar? They have now been married for 15 years. They have three amazing kids. They still have that original $1 bill. So this man said in response to what is the most a dollar has gotten you, he said a wife, three beautiful children, and frankly, my life as I know it. 90.9 KLRC. My name's Robert. And so my wife goes through some tough stuff. She has a serious amount of chronic pain. And so I know what makes her feel better is her love for animals. So I said, yeah, get as many pets as you like. I probably shouldn't have opened the funnel that wide in hindsight. So we've got three dogs, three cats, and a horse. And indoors, those three dogs and three cats somehow get along when we're awake, but I don't know what they're doing when we're asleep. I will come downstairs and oftentimes the tall lamps are like tipped over on the floor. The couch cushions are on the opposite side of the room. I don't know what goes down, but at night, those those cats and dogs, they get into it. 
Cats and dogs both get the zoomies, but I know especially with my one cat, Jasper, he will take off randomly and run as fast as he can from one end of the apartment to the other and parkour across the couches and tables. And it's so funny how he zooms. So I wonder if that's part of it, the cats and dogs playing around. And Kara has an update for us concerning the new little addition to her home. Okay, Anson, it's time for the Gilbert update. Yes. <laughs> we brought a new kitten home mm-hmm. on Friday. His name is Gilbert. Aww. He's adorable. Now, on Friday, I told you there was some uh, there was some tension going on between <laughs> older brother and younger brother. Yes. My older cat, Reverb, he's about five, and he wasn't quite sure what he thought about the interloper. Which is, yeah, you know, kind of part of the deal. You introduce two totally, family members. And, it's yeah. totally normal. But what I was nervous about, I was like, how long is this going to go mm-hmm. on? Because it's stressful, and with cats, it can go on for a while. So what was amazing is he went from, like, super cranky to, like, super curious. Oh, okay. Within about 24 hours. Wow, that seems good. It's pretty fast. And now they're, like, tumbling all over the place and playing and, like, all about it. He's not hissing at him anymore. They're chasing each other around the house. Okay. Reverb's getting the most exercise he's gotten in five (laughs) years because he's literally just been sitting in the window for like five years. (laughs) So it's really, really going well. And I'm so excited. So Kara, this is the first full week of August. Yes. And you know what that means. Oh dear. I'm not talking about it being 100 degrees. We're actually getting a little bit of relief from that. (laughs) That is nice. This week. No, I'm talking about something you you would think wouldn't be talked about until next month. I'm scared. But because it is the first full week of August, we're Uh starting now. Uh 7-Eleven started the trend this year on August 1st (laughs) by starting to serve redacted, redacted lattes. (laughs) We can't even bring ourselves to You know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. The mm mm-hmm. Lattes, yeah, that, Kara. yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the type of uh, pump, uh, I mean, uh, vegetable no, that shall remain nameless. Yep. So the mysterious orange vegetable. We're not going to talk that about that. Belongs this. in November. That's right. It's too soon, people. <laughs> Has showed up again. 7 oh. Eleven's doing it. Krispy Kreme's starting today as well. Oh, no. It's just like uh, Christmas decorations going on oh, sale no. before Halloween. It's too soon, people. Do you ever struggle with that thing that they call imposter syndrome, Anson. Mm-hmm. Kind of that feeling of like, oh, I'm not really sure if I'm qualified to yep. be doing what I'm doing in life, whether uh, it's like your job or parenting or whatever. Maybe all of it. All of it, <laughs> yeah. I think we've all struggled with this from time to time. And a lot of times when I'm struggling with that, my instinct is to go, okay, how do I, how do I reassure myself? I'm going to think about the things that set me apart from others that okay. make me special in some way. Like maybe people should believe and listen to me because of these, these gifts that I've been given or, mm. you know, so on my qualifications. Right. That's my instinct is yeah. to go there. Sure. I'm qualified. Right. Yeah. yeah. To kind of bolster myself up. And there's not necessarily anything wrong with that to be, you know, it's okay to look at those things honestly, but I was reading something today from Lori Ferguson Wilbert about what Moses did in this situation and how God responded to him. You know, the famous like Moses in front of the burning bush. He's like, no, 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 don't call me. I'm not qualified. You know, what if they ask me all these things Mm -hmm. and how God responds is interesting. He asks Moses, what's in your hand? And there's a staff in his hand. Let's think about this. Why is that staff in his hand? It represents the fact that he is a shepherd, right? Why is he a shepherd? He's a shepherd because he basically 
did something really terrible. He mm. killed someone. He was a part of Pharaoh's household. He had all these opportunities to be someone, but those didn't go so well. Yeah. And he ended up like in the desert looking after sheep. Mm-hmm. And so Lori says, when God asks what's in Moses' hand, the staff in his hands is there because so many things have gone wrong mm. in Moses' life. And that's interesting, right? We don't often think about that. Instead of searching for the gifts that make me special, what if we begin to see the crosses that we've carried, the weights that have pulled us down, the fears, doubts, questions, and struggles as the thing that maybe qualifies us? Mm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So she says, whenever I picture Moses in my mind's eye, I see him with a shepherd's staff. Despite a season of shepherding that barely lasted a chapter in scripture, I cannot unsee the staff he uses to astound the Pharaoh in Egypt, split the Red Sea, break water from a rock, and help the Israelites win against the Amalekites. He, as a picture of Jesus, is a shepherd of the people, an advocate of their father in heaven, a messenger from God. The prince turned shepherd used what was in his hand to do the bidding of his true father. I really related with that. The feeling of being unqualified. And one of the things that really does give me comfort is knowing God uses the quote-unquote unqualified to reveal himself through them. He uses the hardships of our life to mold us into the people he needs us to be. Just fills me with hope and confidence knowing God is forming me into who I am and that I am exactly who I need to be for the work he's called me to. And the same goes for you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap-up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend.